0: It is draft time, Johnny. Ooh, ooh, it's cold in here. There must be a draft. <laughs> Probably because I'm not wearing pants. It was cold last night for you, as
1: they said. Oh, God. Damn. Number two <laughs> in the draft.
0: it's two, the Charlotte Hornets.
1: Oh, you don't yeah, well always, the,
0: always the bridesmaid, never the bride. That's Charlotte. Well, Charlotte you, Hornets. You
1: get a chance to draft a guy named Scoot.
0: I think there's like I think there's like two people that we were trying to choose between as the number two pick, but I'll tell you this, and I wanted to do this, but I, I just knew I'd be depressed. I wanted to go through like the last twenty years of Charlotte Hornets draft picks and just see all the players taken after our pick and see how much better they were than us, but I just couldn't do it. I knew I'd be so sad. We I... just for every Lamelo ball, there is like a hundred, uh, you know. Malik Michael Monk. Kidd, Gilchrist, or who was a oh, I sound like I'm not going to play, but you know what I mean. Yeah, Michael Gasper K- Kersh- was pretty bad. Malik, Monk. he was a really good defender, but he had such an odd jump shot. But you know, anyway.
1: But we're going to go through the next three episodes are going to be draft NBA draft related. Uh, we're going to today we're going to be ranking the '80s number one overall picks. Next week is our next episode is 90s number one overall picks. And then, Johnny, we are by your request, we are redrafting the 1996
0: NBA draft. Yes, one of the best, wildest drafts, I think, is is the 96 one.
1: It's very interesting. But today we are doing nine, the 1980s number one overall picks, uh, one through 10. Uh, so let's. Get into it. Uh, we oh, were you're, still, you're stealing that from
0: my other podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but there's no music. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. All right, all right. Fair, fair. <laughs> there's fair. no music, right? But yeah. So, 19, 1980s, uh, probably, if you know, Johnny and I were born in the early 80s. So, we know of these players, but probably didn't see most of these guys really play. So, it's kind of interesting. How is there any special way that you ranked them because I know when it comes to ranking things and tiering things, there's a there's there's always jack logic, but I think there's always a special Johnny way. But I think when it comes to basketball, <laughs> this is you get serious.
0: You get that this is the one sport that I feel fairly knowledgeable on and My problem here with this one is overall, I'm very aware of all these players. Obviously, I've heard of all of them. But like uh, your Joe Barry Carroll, who I'd obviously heard of, I know of, but I'm not as familiar with his career because he played, he he was drafted three years before I was born, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, that's also not fair because James Worthy was drafted a year before I was born and I'm super aware of him and his career. Right. So I think
1: that's how we got to kind of go by this.
0: Yeah. But so just know if like you're a Joe Barry, you know Carol fan we get it. Uh okay. to be a number 1 pick anyway is a huge accomplishment. So all these yeah. and all the and I would say all the none of these players in the 80s number ones I would not consider any of them really a bust. So ooh
1: my number 10
0: I would. Oh, I'm very curious who you think it is. Then.
1: Hmm. Okay. So do you want to go first or do you want me to... so
0: Are we doing this? We're going to go from 10 to one. Let's go
1: 10 oh. to one. Okay. And then I got, I got each guy up so I could read off, their... read off their
0: stats and stuff.
1: Yeah. Read off their kind of accomplishments.
0: All right. I think I have an idea who your number 10 is going to be too. Cool. I have two people. I'm trying to decide between. I'm probably going to go with uh 1989. The Sacramento Kings got Purvis Ellison.
1: Yeah, that was that's my number 10 as well.
0: Yeah, uh, nervous not, Purvis.
1: <laughs> yeah, also Danny Ainge nicknamed him at one point out of service Purvis because he was always injured.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's one of those players, unfortunately, who was hurt often. Uh, So, his
1: biggest accomplishment in the NBA award-wise was he was most improved player in 1992, and he retired averaging 9.5 points per game, 1.6 blocks per game, and rebounds 6.7.
0: Yeah, and as a number one pick, those are not great numbers, right? Like, if he was like the... 15th pick or whatever then I think that's that's really a very solid career but for number 1 pick I'd say that's a disappointment.
1: Yeah. Not very good for Never Nervous Purvis or even <laughs> out of service Purvis. His last year he played with the Seattle SuperSonics 2000 uh in 2000 2001. He played 9 games. He averaged point Seven points in those nine games.
0: Now, in fairness, that's point seven more than I ever averaged.
1: That is true. So, um, who do you got at number nine?
0: Oh yeah, you had the same person, didn't you? Um, yeah, I'm looking
1: up. Um, I'm, I'm guessing our list are going to probably be the same for th- definitely the bottom two, and for most of them. Yeah, my. <laughs> We're very... (laughs) There's not too much we fight about when it comes to this stuff.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I'm actually trying to compare real quick the two guys' stats to see who I want to put in which spot. Okay. Um, So if you already know, you go ahead.
1: I went with Joe Barry Carroll.
0: Uh, Spoiler alert, he's one of the ones that I'm checking between. (laughs) Yeah. I went with Joe Barry Carroll. Okay, I'm gonna agree with you. Just looking at the stat I did a really fast stat look. I'm gonna go I'm gonna agree with you too. A very solid career though, you know, uh sadly, and I'm no shade to nervous purvis, but you know, much better stats than nervous purvis there. He made
1: an he made a an all-star game in nineteen eighty seven and he was NBA all rookie first team in nineteen eighty one and he Kind of helped the Celtics get a dynasty when he was traded to Golden State.
0: Oh, that's one. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was. You know, you look at his stats, and when he goes over, he averaged way more points than Purvis per game at towards the end of his career with 17.7. Yeah. He is a center. Uh,
0: that's okay, though. He looks like he, he asks for forgiveness for his sins, then. <laughs> He looks like. Uh, Sorry, get over religious. He's <laughs> a
1: career going on. But once again, it looks like just injuries.
0: Just yeah. All injuries. Way better than Purvis, right. And I'm going to go ahead and guess that your next one, because it's going to be my next one. Who do you got? It is. I think I got Mark Aguirre. I did not have Mark Aguirre. I think I know who yours is, then. Mine is Danny Manning. That's what I. Yep, yeah, that's
1: what. It is. It, yeah, okay. Uh, so I put before I get into actually, let's get into the stats. So Mark Aguirre,
0: uh two averages like twenty, something like that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Two-time NBA champ, three-time NBA All-Star, uh, retired, averaging 20, 20 points for his career. Danny Manning who I had here two-time all-star and six man of the year
0: retired uh averaging 14 points per game. All right, so the reason that I didn't put Danny Manning here is that I've been Danny Manning's one of the you know there's always a player that you just can't figure out why but you just really think they're great even you know like you're just you're just a fan of them even though they're not the not the superstar on the team, or or whatever. And Danny Manning's one of those for me. I just remember watching him play, and I was like, I really, I really think this guy's great. So that's probably some bias in mine not putting him at number nine. So I didn't, or at number eight. We're at eight now. Yeah, number eight for me. Yeah.
1: Uh, oh, I, oh. When you why you didn't put him at number nine? Yeah. yeah. It was why I have him at eight? Over and a Mark Aguirre over him is because of the hype around Danny Manning. He's kind that's, of that's of, fair. He's kind yeah. of one of those first college players that I remember that there was so much hype and yeah. during the card collecting days, you wanted the Danny Manning rookie card, and
0: he just never really did anything. I mean, he he had a very solid career, but. Compared to the hype, you're right. Yeah, and I that's just, that's the thing here too. Being a number one pick comes with a lot of. Was he, uh, he was a can hype, fan, right? I think so, right? Uh, but yeah, I'll go ahead and tell you what who my number eight then would be because uh, uh, Danny Manning is my number eight. Mark Aguire is my eight. Yeah, that's what I figured. We're just and switching I, them around.
1: Yeah, I put I put Aguire Or, I'm sorry. <laughs> Danny, Mark Aguirre is my seven.
0: Oh, who's your eight? I'm so confused right now. Okay,
1: so mine so far, 10, I got Purvis Ellis.
0: Yeah.
1: Nine was Joe Barry Carroll. Number eight was Danny Manning. And And then you got Mark Aguirre. Mark Aguirre. And the reason I put Aguirre over Manning also is because he was kind of a piston spark. He wasn't the star of the
0: Pistons. Right. Yeah. But he can't but he was very uh much important to their success for sure. Yeah. That's why I picked Aguirre over.
1: Or Manny, It looks like he actually did something. And I can't help it if he got drafted to uh Purgatory in Dallas, where he averaged a crap load of points in Dallas, but seemed like Detroit just needed him to get over the hump. Yeah. Him. yeah.
0: So who do, we, who, do I, who have I drafted so far?
1: So you have at number ten, you got Purvis Ellis. Nine is Joe Barry Carroll. Number
0: eight is Mark McGuire. All right, so I'm on number seven then. Yeah, and my seven would would be Danny Manning. That is my seven. Now we are on to number six. This is I think where it gets fun. I because now now we're getting into. I think you the get into Legends, a, legends <laughs> and a little bit more of what ifs, I feel, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. Who, who do you? Mm. Okay. I, I think I know who I'm picking next. Okay. I'm going to go with uh, Daughtery, I think. That's, Brad Daughtery that, here. That's yeah. what I
1: got, too. An say.
0: incredibly great player, by the way. Very fun to watch. A highly skilled big man. But I mean he's probably best known for uh, you know, being a center for the Cleveland Cavs when they when they weren't known for being super great. The biggest thing this era of Cavs are known for is Michael Jordan hitting a shot over Craig Elo, right? Yeah. So uh but yeah, I really did like that team. I liked Brad Daughter and I liked Mark Price. I thought they were a really good tag team. Uh but yeah, it, I gotta go with him next just because When you see these other names, there's just no way I can feel good about putting them above these other names.
1: (laughs) That's how I felt too when I'm looking at this. Uh, Mr. Doherty is a five time NBA All Star, one time third team All NBA, and he made the All Rookie team. So that's kind of what you want out of your first round number one overall pick is you should be making that rookie team.
0: Yes. Retired. Unless you're injured or something, but yeah.
1: Uh, retired, averaging 19 points per game, 9.5 rebounds. He was a pretty decent assist machine there, averaging for his career 3.7 assists.
0: Yeah, and that's in that age of center. That's really good. That's quite good. Yeah.
1: It looks like he may have had some injury. Pro- I remember him having injury problems towards
0: the end. Yeah. But he was a good, serviceable center. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah, you. If you had him on your team, you you weren't mad about it. No. Yeah. North Carolina kid too. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's the other thing. I didn't want to bring up my biasness and, there, but and NASCAR. <laughs> yes, you know what? Yes. Yep. Two things there going for him in my book. I think we agree probably
1: on number five here too. Who you gonna go with, Ralph Sampson?
0: Yeah. Yes, I'm with you. But man, what to me he's such a huge what if, right? I mean yeah. that literally like you God, he was what seven it felt like he was seven four or something like that. He was the listed, dude was huge. Yeah, he was listed at seven four two yeah. twenty eight. And was incredibly skilled. Uh but man, and I remember uh reading back in and seeing video and just watching documentaries and stuff, how excited because the Rockets literally get back-to-back first-round uh, number one picks, and they get Ralph Sampson the first time, and then uh, somebody else I'm sure will draft later. Yeah, But they had two of, uh, at one point, I would not want to face a team that has those two guys in the starting lineup, lineup together. That sounds like you're never getting a shot off.
1: No. And it they took them all the way over the Lakers, who own the 80s. Yeah. You know, took him to the NBA Finals. But just for
0: reference for everybody, Magic Johnson was drafted in 79. Oh, just yeah. Just to give everybody an idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was
1: a four-time NBA All-Star, All-Star Game MVP, NBA, All-NBA Second Team, Rookie of the Year, and NBA All-Rookie Team. But another guy with injuries. Yeah. what could have What could have been... Cause he's
0: one of those sad ones that I think people don't talk about enough. Yeah. He had everything. He had all the skills, all the talent in the world, but his, his body just gave up on him basically. And so sad.
1: Could this have been what Duncan, a bet, maybe a better version with
0: him and Elijah one, a better version of Duncan and Robinson. I think so. I'm a giant Tim Duncan fan. I hold him in an in incredible high regard despite of my current hatred of the Spurs. I know he But, <laughs> but again that's my bias in the showing. Uh, but it Duncan was way more of a like a thinking player, if it makes any sense. Mm-hmm. It always felt like he was he was out there looking at all the angles and such. But, you know, using I mean he's known for Bank shots off the backboard for crying out loud! Right when it comes to Ralph Simpson, if you go and watch video of him, good God, I would I would say he was way more athletic than Tim Duncan, and that's again Tim Duncan to me is one of the best power forwards of all time. Yeah, but that's saying something because this guy Ralph Simpson was just too injured, and that's one of the sad. I'm sure we'll do something on like injured players that, that you know. It makes me want to talk about. You know, Penny Hardaway and and you know, and all these type of players who had a promising Man. career just taken away from them. Bo Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. That every time I hear about Bo Jackson.
1: <laughs> my hero. Uh number four we are on.
0: This one. Okay. I, I this is where it does get fun. Yes, very much so. I know who I'm picking though. Who do you got? I gotta go Ewing.
1: Oh my goodness. That's who I had. <laughs>
0: Patrick Ewing is one of those incredible players who sadly will always be known as almost getting there. He's probably number two behind Barkley when it comes to I would, that. Yes, that's what I would say. Yes. And it's so difficult when we're in that stage of we seem to only want to to define greatness by the number of rings you got type of thing. It's sort of the, the feeling that ever has. How many rings did you have? It kind of defines your legacy in a way. And I, and while I understand that, I also think it's not fair considering he's in the era of the Chicago Bulls and the, and the Pistons, right? These these two incredibly tough teams to defeat. And he still had a really good team, and he was obviously the vital part to it. Uh, you know, I'll always remember those Bulls Knicks games, those were always like little, literal knockdown fights, and then the heat later on, too. Yeah, yeah, just seeing Jeff, Jeff, and <laughs> <dragged> contract around <laughs> the court, yeah.
1: him in mourning <laughs> battling just constantly. Those, those yeah. George, Georgetown produced three really good centers between yeah. the, 80s and the 90s, like really good centers.
0: Yeah, there was a time when Georgetown was kind of up there with Duke and North Carolina, you know, type of and UCLA, those type of schools that would always produce really good uh, professional basketball players. And then for some reason, like after Iverson, it sort of fell off a little bit. I think when it comes to that, for some reason, we will have one every once in a while who seems like they're decent, but you know, I, I would say in today's age, it's what it's Duke and. Do UCLA maybe and Kentucky. who would you help? Oh, even Kentucky does. Kentucky's kind of fallen off a little bit. I think it's because
1: they could go into the G League now. Yeah, yeah. I think that doesn't help situations. What do you mean? Yes. I have to go to college and I can make money.
0: I can't blame them. I get it. If I was a if I had that talent and that was an option to me. You would definitely have to explore it. Yeah. Yeah, so I get it. Yeah uh okay so next
1: well, here let me go go off of oh, yeah, you give his accomplishments
0: yeah, give his stats are,
1: speak for himself 11 uh, time nba all-star he was only a one-time all-nba oh yeah but that's the era that he played in six-time nba all-nba second team three-time all-nba defensive team rookie of the year made the all-rookie team NBA anniversary teams for the 50th and the 75th. And he also has his number retired. And I believe
0: Doherty also has his number retired too with the Cavs. And he was also the first player taking when they kind of changed how you draft. With the, uh, yeah, I'm not there's gonna a lot of, it, it there's a lot of controversy there.
1: there. Yeah. I'm not gonna <laughs> get into it the way that you're going with the lottery. <laughs>
0: so, what are you talking um, about? What are you talking about? about? <laughs> Let's go on. Let's there's, go on to number gum Spurs. <laughs> I think we're gonna agree here with number three. Who do you got? We have whoever's this this top three is insane to me. Yes. the top three players here is ridiculous. But I gotta go James Worthy next.
1: That's my guy too.
0: Good yeah, James. I love James Worthy. First of all, UNC guy. So of course yes. I'm gonna like James Worthy. But it was to me, yes, the Lakers were good. But you, they got this guy and added him, and suddenly Showtime is is going crazy, right? So I got to go, James Worthy here. What an incredible talent! And also, side note, I don't know, <laughs> he does a lot of uh, uh announcing for the for the Lakers now, and he has a lot of really hot takes about Lakers that I highly recommend you look up on YouTube. <laughs> oh, I gotta look this up. Very entertaining. <laughs>
1: I get into a fight with a young kid at work all the time about old school NBA and new school
0: NBA. Oh yeah, yeah, it's always fun.
1: Yeah, he we get into the fight of Embiid and Elijah. Oh,
0: I'm going to Elijah one all day long. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's what I tell him. So and I'm not
0: it. even knocking Embiid. I think Embiid's incredibly talented, but Elijah one was just another thing for <laughs> <worldly, laughs> really,
1: unworldly human being.
0: Yeah. Yeah, big game, James, all the
1: way. Uh, three-time NBA champion, finals MVP. That's the first one we've heard of that one. Seven-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA third team, uh, rookie of the year first team, made the anniversary team for the 50th and 75th, and that number 42 is retired. Yeah. And you can thank the Cleveland Cavaliers. I believe Don Ford was traded.
0: for that pick oh man what a that's another great topic like players who are picked for their players what happened to that note that i'm not trying to knock i feel like i'm knocking people when i say that stuff but i feel bad about it but complain to james worthy you know compared to james worthy it's you know what i mean
1: yeah james worthy was that it sounds stupid to say this about him but it gets into that conversation can you be in the hall of fame and be underrated Oh, yeah. I feel like he is kind of that under. Cause, yes,
0: because I also kind of feel like if he was on another team he would where be, he yeah. was the main focus, his averages would be way better. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, he was on a team that had Magic Johnson and so many other incredible players, and that's just going to eat up what your stats would look like. That takes nothing away from what he did. What an incredible player.
1: I think we both have the same number, too, but.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to – I think we're just going to – David Robinson's number two, right? Yeah. The yeah. Admiral himself scored 70 in a game once to win the scoring average that one year. Uh, Just seems like a great dude. I mean, he didn't even start his career when he could have because he was in the um armed services, right? Yep. Maybe. And he wanted to finish that out, so he did. And then he came to the NBA, and immediately what uh, – this you can also tell this 80s is the era of the big man, right? Yeah. Because I mean, look who our top players are, besides Worthy kind of sneaking in there. And that's also why Patrick Ewing couldn't buy being on the first team NBA. Because you had freaking David Robinson and our other who our oh, number one pick on. is.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, we already know. But um, and then you Shaq later on.
0: Yeah. I mean, so and then do? you still had
1: Kareem when you did come
0: into the league. Yeah, so your Patrick Ewing's and your Brad Daughtery's were in some trouble when it comes to getting any sort of recognition. Uh, Patrick Ewing has
1: a very long resume here. Two-time NBA champ.
0: You mean David Robinson?
1: Or David, sorry, David
0: Robinson. I got you, I got you, no worries.
1: (laughs) David Robinson is a two-time NBA champ, most valuable player, 10-time All-Star selection, four-time All-NBA first team, two-time All-NBA second team, four-time All-NBA third team, defensive player of the year, four-time first team, all defensive, four-time All-Defensive second team. I don't know what an IBM award is, but he won it five times. Oh, it means you can't control when you got to go
0: to the bathroom, I think.
1: This is, wait, it was awarded to the, okay. Or it's a
0: computer, it's one or the other, I can't
1: remember. (laughs) Damn it! Go back to it. I don't want to click on it. Okay, IBM Award was award given out to National Basketball Association player from 1984 to 2002, sponsored by NBA, uh, IBM, and was determined by a computer formula which measures player statistics and co- statistical
0: contributions. Oh, so it's a stat thing, basically. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, NBA Sportsman Award. The J. Walter Kennedy Citizenship Award. That kind of speaks for itself. He was, an, as you alluded to, NBA scoring champ, rebound leader, blocks leader, rookie of the year, NBA uh, first team all-rookie, anniversary team 50 and 75th, and uh, he got his number retired by San Antonio Spurs and was Sportsman of the Year by Sports Illustrated in 2003.
0: We get it. He's good, <laughs> and he
1: once saved a child from a tree. No, I'm just yeah, I
0: know. yeah. I'm sure he did. He's really tall. Yeah. <laughs> just had to reach up and get the kid out of the tree easily. Yeah, I just thought about that being in the Navy, and I yeah. don't
1: know if you've ever like because we had a naval park in Buffalo, mm-hmm. and I'm like six four. And I had a hard time walking through those things. And this guy is like seven to one. You're right.
0: Yeah, I'm. I am six one, right? Mm-hmm. And on top of that, I'm, I'm not what you would call built. You know, just throwing that out there. And I remember I have a very distinct memory of visiting a, a battleship when I was in. I think it was in Wilmington, North Carolina, somewhere. I was on the coast somewhere. And think like this is crazy tight. <laughs> yeah. That's and all I'm six one, I'm not seven foot tall.
1: I'm thinking about that, and I'm thinking about the uniform where, like, the- he walks in, and the tailor's
0: like, Oh,
1: I <laughs> gotta do this today.
0: Yeah, like, I yeah. literally need a ladder to make, it. yeah, the- like the, parks. like the, when my, when my. Close pals was getting married and I had to go get fitted for a tux. How that guy looked when he saw this big guy walking in. I get you. Yeah. He was like, like, like down, Oh God. I quit. I quit. <laughs> he, just, he just threw his stuff up and walked out.
1: <laughs> I think the worst ever, where I wasn't like, normally, if somebody like makes fun of my size, I'm like, oh, maybe I should do something about it. But I just laughed so hard was when I was at work or, or my other friend, he was a large guy, and we would go to this Chinese buffet and he would the guy that was making fun of me of us was like he was my friend and the guy's brother and he was like do they just have like a picture of you guys like over the over like the counter and it just and at the bottom it just says the offenders and i thought it was just like so funny that he didn't go with like do not feed them or cut them off and, <laughs> he, and then he just said the offenders <laughs> like we were we were we were just very bad. And I still think of the John Pennat uh, Yeah, get yeah. there with the uh you big boy,
0: eat vegetable. You know, go home. But one time, and this is a true story, Trevor and I famously ate two buffets in one day. <laughs> we I, it was we did not feel good. I could imagine. But that's his wife's fault. Full I truly blame her for that. Why did she approve of her and let you guys go out alone? We'd already eaten a buffet, and then uh, this is when, I don't think they were married yet, but this is when they were dating. So we were going to meet her for dinner, and she does not eat very much. She's a very, she's just a little, she's a little thing. She doesn't eat very much, that type of stuff. and But for some reason, she goes, she wanted to eat at this uh, Chinese buffet place that Trevor and I really love. So we are like, so we were like, we were not feeling good even when we agreed to that after already eating at, I think, a pizza buffet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. It was not a great uh, day the next day, but the food was quite good.
1: Herb City.
0: You're not, yeah, you're not wrong.
1: So, our number one,
0: obviously, Hakeem Elijah on the, the dream. dream, the dream himself, one of the greatest inside players of all time. The Dream Shake is incredible. Yeah. I highly recommend, if you're not familiar with his actual game, just looking up highlights of all the ways he would just trick people. Right. And uh, I, again, I never played h- past, like, rec league basketball. But I did play a lot of playground basketball like crazy, right? That was my game. And I'm a a big dude, but, you know, I'm still only on 6'1", 6'2". However, I would watch Hakeem moves in the paint, how he would, like, he was, even though he was already tall, but a lot of times he would fake people out of their shoes, right? Like, yeah. he was just so crafty, and I really would watch and study him with stuff like that, and that's how I was able to score over so many guys who were way, 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 way more athletic than me, who were guarding me.
1: Made our number three guy look like a an idiot during the finals. Yeah. And the only guy to actually win
0: other than David Robinson in the, the 90- Jordan era. Yeah. yeah. But in fairness, it was also when Jordan kind of said, I'm going to play baseball. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. But still, but Jordan still he retired. Yeah.
1: Uh, funny enough, the Spurs beat the Knicks that year in 99. Yeah, you know who's on those ninety nine next? I'm just gonna turn the knife even more.
0: Larry Johnson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep. Another career, by the way. If his back hadn't not starting being garbage, oh, what he could have done. He was Zion before Zion, and when everybody
1: says, "Oh, look at Zion." We never seen that, and everybody goes, "And
0: you have?" He was called Larry Johnson. Yeah, he go, "Oh, well, was he Charles Barkley? No, he he's Larry Johnson." Yeah, he's Larry Charles Barkley's a whole other league, in my opinion. Yeah. But Larry Johnson was Zion before Zion.
1: Oh yeah. And he could actually stay healthy until he got
0: older. Yeah. Until his back decided I almost, that it didn't like him. It was that shots
1: fired at Zion, but I didn't want John to go, who needs a gun? <laughs> oh man.
0: Uh but I, I'm not gonna make any jokes. I do not want to get shot. So. <laughs> I I just not man, how Oh, good God. Hell, just not so episode. People doing stupid things with their careers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you you have everything in front of you. It's like you have the whole, like someone's made this whole delicious meal and put it out in front of you. And as you're about to take a bite, you you, you flip the table over. Yeah. (laughs) And now you're starving. (laughs) Because you
1: wanted to be cool. Yeah. You wanted to be cool. Yeah. Good God. It's like Man. having a lottery
0: ticket, and you know you won the Powerball, and you're like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tear this up. I don't it's even me. more maddening when you know this guy's a multimillionaire. Yeah. Why does he even need to do this? It's it's so stupid. God, it makes me so mad. I'm even more mad because I know there are kids who really look up, whether you want to be a role model or not. Again, bringing back Charles Barkley, whether you want to be a role model or not, guess what? Kids look up to you. Mm-hmm. That's just it and that's the position you're in, and to do stuff like that. And I'm just looking at – I, man, again, this is such a side tangent, but just to get out there, I'm in North Carolina. There's guns behind – like, I could probably walk outside and trip over a gun just everywhere. And you're in Texas, yeah. so you know what I'm talking about. I'm not against people having a gun for self-defense or for hunting. But if you're just waving it around like an idiot in a car, you're just asking to – i'm also biased against this just to get serious for a second uh when i was growing up my cousin jason i looked up to him right love the guy uh he's probably where I got a lot of my sense of humor from if i'm being honest because he'd always go around telling jokes when i was in fifth grade he and his stepbrother got a hold of their stepdad's gun and my cousin's not here anymore right yeah. so i do not take this stuff lightly it really Honestly, pisses me off that this guy has the whole world in front of him. And I know nothing happened, and I'm glad nothing happened. But guess what? You're just the potential asking for is it. there. The yeah. Potential is there. Yeah. So uh, get your act together because he has all the promise in the world. He's really fun to watch. He's mm-hmm. a crazy good basketball player. Get your head on there, buddy. Maybe he needs Shannon Sharp. Maybe Shannon Sharp. Because <laughs> yes. Shannon yes. Sharp's. Got yeah. on him a
1: couple of times. Yeah. Shannon Sharp did the dad thing. I don't know if you saw that. As we're I did. a little yeah. often, but he was like, "I'm just like disappointed." He's like, "I don't even know what to say," and he yeah. didn't even yell, "Skip." That's how upset he was.
0: I mean, what are you how down? Doing? He yeah. was.
1: He didn't even yell, "Skip." He just did. Where's Matt? I just need that on a loop. Matt yeah. does the best skip. Uh, <laughs> but looking at the Dreams' career here, uh, two-time NBA champ. Two times final MVP, uh, an MVP, 12-time All-Star, six-time first-team All-NBA, three-time All-NBA second-team, three-time All-NBA third-team, two-time Defensive Player of the Year, five-time All-Defensive first-team, four-time All-Defensive second-team, NBA All-Rookie first-team. He's got himself an IBM
0: award. Oh,
1: two time rebounding leader three-time NBA blocks leader, uh, number retired by the Rockets uh, on the 50th and 75th anniversary teams. As he should be. Yeah. And college wise, probably if not the greatest, one of the greatest college basketball teams never to win a national championship.
0: Oh, it's got to be up there, right? Yeah, that's another the- group. I always like to run in Rebels, but that's because I'm a Larry Johnson guy. Yeah. So. Sure. Didn't they win? I thought they beat Duke one year. Did they? I know they lost once. I don't remember now. Now I got to look this up. Yeah, please look it up. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Be the bride to my Jim Cornette. <laughs> Every time I listen to that show, I'm like, that's just us, just with that- more cussing. <laughs>
1: Me trying to reel Johnny back in yeah. the actual show, yeah. I know how Brian feels. <laughs> uh, National, I don't want the bracket. Oh my goodness, it's giving me every single round. UNLV beat Duke. Wow. Wow. But then they, but they, but then they, they
0: lost the next time, right? Yeah, they. That's what
1: I'm thinking. Yeah. they beat Duke one hundred three to seventy three.
0: That's a heck of a score in college game right there.
1: Yeah. Well, they beat Iola, uh, one thirty-one to
0: one Oh one. Yeah. There's a great documentary about that team too, by the way, the running rebels. But then they have the plastic man, Stacy Ogman? also. They sure did. Yeah. And I think, uh, wasn't Greg Anthony on that team too. I think so. If I'm thinking, right. Yeah. They had a lot of really good players because they get- were kind of the, the fab five, of. Uh, Michigan before the Fab Five, in a way. Jerry Tarkanian was the head coach, right? Yeah. Yeah, who is probably best known now, as I believe he was the coach before uh, they got Pat Riley in Lakerland. Oh, they yeah. were trying to get him, and uh, he decided to stay a college coach, kind of the Coach K did later on.
1: Yeah, because I guess winning times
0: coming back. Oh, please. I love winning time. So historically accurate. <laughs> what a great. Show honestly, I do love the show. I like the show too. It's very enjoyable, but you know, I, just no going into it, they kind of yeah. it's for entertainment. <laughs> watch you. You got me to watch the Hulu documentary. Yeah, it's really good.
1: The yeah. only thing I don't like about the Hulu documentary is, once again, like I used to type you like every ten minutes. Please do not hype up
0: Vladdy Devak. He was he, he was he was good. You realize you're talking to me. Oh, yeah. The person whose team traded Kobe Bryant for (laughs) Yachty. Well, it sounded good at the
1: time. Actually,
0: even I, I I think at the time, was like. Everybody knew Kobe was going to be good. Like, there was a lot of hype for him, too, despite him not being that number one pick. He still had a lot of hype behind him. Uh, And that just really drives me bonkers. Jerry West called it. He said he was the best player in the draft yeah well for the longest time the story here in north carolina was that kobe said he wouldn't play for us and so that's why for the longest time i didn't like kobe because he was like being snobbish mm-hmm. but the reality was his agent didn't want him to play for us because he knew he could make so much more money in la and to be fair he he wasn't wrong yeah but you gotta pay so much more taxes
1: yeah that's yeah. what i think as a free agent like i if i'm gonna go to a big city I'm even though New York and LA are the two biggest sports markets, and at that point, you're like, What do you care? You're making all that money. I'm going to Dallas, and it's not only because I live 45 (laughs) minutes away from it, or I'm going to Miami, and it's not because I'm a Dolphins fan because you don't pay any state income tax in either of those states. So when LeBron went to Miami, maybe he just wanted to keep some money.
0: Maybe, yeah. When you're making millions, guess what? You're also paying quite a bit in taxes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: But that is the end. Uh, like I said, next episode we are doing the nineties, where I think that's gonna be a lot more fun in a way, because these are players that we saw per their whole yeah. entire career.
0: And in this list for the eighties, we basically agreed on all of it for the most yeah. part. I think the nineties yeah. we might have some. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to the nineties one. Yeah. So uh, so stay tuned for that. We appreciate all you who are giving us a try, listening, watching, whatever you're doing. Uh, thank you, yeah, thank you, thank you. It's very cool. Love you. Give us a like. Give us a follow on our social medias.
1: Yeah, uh, and and with that being said, like uh, the Hornets do every year, uh, say better luck next
0: year. We fumbled the bag.